0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: One. Barrett, you said one as I was unmuting the microphones, man. Yeah, That's I why, was doing the countdown. When bro. I do, okay, well, Barrett, I've been doing this countdown for well over two years now. We, Joe literally, uh, had her was like watch she likes to watch her on this day on snapchat and on uh-huh. this day two years ago I was we were doing a podcast episode um and I, was did like, I mess it up well that one probably not but this one you did oh, okay. um what? you know I, I count it down here's a little peek behind the curtains welcome to the backliners by the way it's Agro and Barracuda uh, whenever as we're getting usual. started as per usual thank you uh, whenever we're getting started, I say, alright, we're getting started in five, four, three, two, and then I don't say 1 because I'm unmuting the microphones, when I remember to, and I'm changing scenes, and so I do that as I always do, and Bera goes, 1. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is that what? about, man? I was hoping you count down. What do you mean? You thought this whole time I just didn't know that I needed to be saying one
2: there? Well, I'm, well, I'm pretty sure this time you only said five and four.
1: No, I did a, a five, four, three, two, and then I Oh, no, changing, you did.
2: And then... Uh, no, you did. You're right. You're right. You're
1: yes, CFOG, it is standard broadcast practice that you don't verbalize the last few numbers for this exact scenario that, uh, that we are talking about. One. One. Thank you, Barra. Welcome in, everybody, to the Backliners. Uh, A big show this week, and I kind of trolled myself in multiple ways. We didn't have the show yesterday because I didn't file my taxes ahead of the literal last day, and I'm free to admit that to you. Um, I did file Uh them, uh, and everything is fine. um, And I only owed all of the money I've ever had in my life, so that's fine. Um, Well, I guess I owe that because I Mm -hmm. don't know for sure. I have to figure that out myself.
2: Which is the best part of taxes, that they know how much you owe, right? but you don't. Right, you don't, but it's
1: guess, and it's going to be fun and complicated, but also if you get it wrong and we decide to check, uh, you go to jail or pay a lot of money.
2: Um, and we'll check years down the road by the way right yeah it's not uh, even just last year that that interest adds up by the way it sure
1: does yeah why would we (laughs) check and charge you for money that you could have could be paying recently let's check earlier than
2: that uh that's a very mean lender you know (laughs)
1: Well, yeah, most lenders are, I find. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, that's kind
2: of the way it goes. Not an example by me, I guess.
1: Right. So that's why we're doing this on a Tuesday. But I, congratulations, <laughs> I played myself because the Hawks are playing their playoff, one of their playoff games right now. So I'm, I'm a little sad that I'm missing part of that. But I think that this should just go to show how much I value all of you out there in the chat and who listen uh, on all of your podcast networks, because I definitely remember that this was a podcast and not just a stream. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, you know, just know that my commitment is there to you. Just as Mint Mobile is committed to saving you money on your mobile plan. Yeah, you didn't think just two minutes in I'd be whipping it out, but you'd be wrong, baby. You'd be wrong. If saving more and spending less is one of your top goals for 2022, why are you still paying insane amounts of money every month for wireless? Switching to Mint Mobile is the easiest way to save this year and as the first company to sell premium wireless service online only mint mobile lets you maximize your savings with plans starting at just 15 bucks a month and barracuda the man on your screen or in your ear Mm -hmm. the man who knows how to say one One. he only knows how to say one because he only has to say one 15 times in a month (laughs) in order to (laughs) count to his phone bill do you understand how op that is he doesn't yeah, need I can't to count, count that not count very high.
2: high at all. Right. Yeah, exactly. I had to learn how to count thanks to Mint Mobile because it's so cheap. Yep. And I was like, oh, I can just count all of my dollar bills each month and just pay that way. That's a good point. Maybe Mint Mobile should start, the
1: money. Huh. should start doing things like, you can pay your whole phone bill with two bills and neither of them are even like 20s. You know what I mean? It's only two bills. It's really all you need. You just need a 10.
2: I think you should shoot that idea straight to, straight to Ryan.
1: I'll call him up. Yeah, I'll call him up. But Barrett, can you can you just let the people know uh, how good the service is for you and Destiny as Mint Mobile users?
2: I mean, it's they use the network that T-Mobile uses, and I was using T-Mobile before I swapped over to Mint, and their network is perfect. You literally don't get drops anytime ever. And Barry lives in the middle of nowhere,
1: so he knows. I don't anymore. Thank you very much. That's true. Yeah, you, yeah, that's true. Your old place was. I say that by the way, but we are literally. You have to pass like two cow pastures, multiple horses, some free range chickens in order uh, to get to us. So I'm. I, I don't know why I'm throwing stones in my glass house.
2: Wait, do you go outside and then? Okay, that's a that's a big question, I guess, to begin with. Uh-huh, yeah, uh huh. Yeah, I did go outside today. <laughs> yeah, thank you for asking. And then there's random like wind gust of just manure smell no i do not have any manure okay. smell. yeah
1: i'm lucky enough that we're far enough away from like where the cows are to not get
2: manure okay smell. at my uh childhood house if the wind blew the wrong way it, the whole yard just smelled like
1: poop <laughs> it was so bad yeah it doesn't sound ideal um but at the very least, you could text or call your friends about it if you had Mint Mobile. Mm-hmm. Because even when the wind blows the wrong way and your yard smells like manure, <laughs> you're going to have service. That's another great ad campaign that I got to <laughs> call Ryan about. What, what was that face, there? What just happened? Luna was trying to climb on my microphone, oh, There you go. Uh, just... She was getting in there.
2: Yeah, she's going full aggro mode. She's been desperate for attention that. all day today, man. And I just, I, I've been petting her. I feel like for three hours total today, and she still wants more. It's a tough life that
1: you lead, mm-hmm. but it's not tough because you're paying too much for phone service. I just keep coming for like ripping this ad back out of nowhere. Listen, here's the deal. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You get to use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan, and keep your same phone number along with all of your existing contacts. So what are you waiting for? To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, and get the door, the, get the plan shipped straight to your door for free, go to MintMobile.com/backliners. That's MintMobile.com/backliners. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash backliners.
2: One one more thing. The sign-up takes literally five minutes, by the way. Like, you just swap out SIM cards, and you're done with a new plan. Like, it's literally as stress-free and easy as possible.
1: Yes, it could not be easier. mintmobile.com slash backliners is the place to go for that. Okay, let's get into a little bit of a brief SPL discussion, because I imagine a lot of our time will be taken up talking about the 9.4... Uh, update mm-hmm. notes, a very
2: oh, unique
1: yeah. uh, update that I'm sure people are anxious to hear our thoughts about, um, and I'll give some caveats about that when we get to it, but let's mm-hmm. talk SPL this weekend. I did travel this weekend to go visit um, our friends who live in North Carolina, so I did not get a chance to watch a whole lot of Smite, um, but taking a look at the uh, schedule on smiteproleague.com slash schedule, of course. Looks like it was a pretty big weekend for the Jade Dragons, going 4-0, beating the Valhalla Valkyries and the Olympus Bolts. Sorry, Barra.
2: 2-0
1: each. uh, Titans as well, coming out 4-0.
2: They kind of got our number, you know, historically, so I don't mind losing. And we had some some internal shakeups that, uh, you know, I can't discuss on the podcast, but, you know, it was... It was, uh, needless to say, it was just an unlucky day all around, timing-wise, so... A little yeah. unlucky, yeah, a little unlucky, Which but... is fine, you know, it's a, it's a spring split, like, you know, it's if, if if things happen, they happen, you know, it's fine.
1: Yep, I uh, this is the time to to work through those things, I suppose, yep. um, is in the spring split. Titans also go 4-0 on the week, beating the Kings and the Scarabs mm-hmm. 2-0. But the big story is the final game of the of the week, and I did get to watch a little bit of Game 3 of this set, which was the Oni Warriors and the Camelot Kings. The Camelot Kings go 0-4 on the weekend. Oh, yeah. And lose 2-0 to the Oni Warriors in particular. Um, Game 1, the Kings were ahead basically the entire game. I I went back and watched a little bit of it. Warriors win one fight, go up and end the game. Game 2 was not close. Oni Warriors really dominate from the very get-go. Are you giving more credit to the Warriors for this win, or giving more yep. blame to the Kings?
2: 100% Warriors. They're, uh, it was kind of like the, it looked like a Worlds game. You know, how, like, they just won't lose. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they keep getting knocked down. That's kind of like the Neil Ma special, I guess, at this point. It's, sure um, is. You just keep getting hit over and over and over again. then eventually you somehow miraculously win a team fight late game and win the game. Like, game one should never be lost. Like, ever. But they somehow keep finding a way to, like, scratch and claw their way into these wins. Which doesn't really make sense. But also, I think it showed, like, game two. Kind of Kings, like, mentally just getting hit really hard after the Mm. game one massive comeback and also on top of that as you said earlier kings not having the best weekend i think for a team that was looking like potentially like top two uh going oh four obviously like not the greatest but like to lose like that is just really hard mentally to shake off
1: yes i think it is as well especially when you consider that phase one is not very long next week is the final week of phase one right um yep. so you do not have a ton of games in order to make it back and when you look at this standings right now with one week to go in phase one the camelot kings are in sixth after this week they were three and one coming in in prime position in order to, to shoot towards the top They're stay at the top rather because they were already there and now they're sitting at 3-3, three and three, uh, only a half a game behind the Atlantis Leviathans, who are at 3-2. and two. And the Kings don't have to worry about dropping to 7th, I don't think, uh, unless they have another really bad week, because the Solar Scarabs are sitting at 1-4, and four, but and they're the team that's right behind them. Um, but man, this is, they are one of only two teams to have played six games so far, so they only have one left next week. So the best they can be is 4-3. and three. Uh, Mm-hmm. Which I would say is, I, assume, I I think that based on what their expectations are, it's a very confident team. I'm sure they consider themselves underperforming right now. Um, mm-hmm. But the reality is, in my mind, Barry, is that if the Warriors are going to be this team that we knew they could be last year if things had, had gone the way of everyone being able to be in studio and all that kind of stuff, this yep. is the type of team that we expected the Warriors to be last season. And if they are going to play like this then that crowds up the top of the league a whole lot. And I think that really how tight the league is, because you look at it, the Scarabs are one and four and the Valkyries are zero oh and five. That is not that different from where those two teams were last season. The only difference from this season to last season in spring is that the only warriors are a good team. And that isn't five teams beating up on three. Instead, it's six teams who are all pretty close beating up on two. So far.
2: Yeah. That was also one thing I really wanted to bring up was that after this weekend, I feel like there is a clear top six and bottom two now. Yep. Um, Which I mean, it is kind of sad for the scarabs and Valks, but just standing wise and play wise, I think for whatever reason, they're just a bit behind, mm-hmm. but also scarabs are having like some of the sickest early games and just throwing mid game consistently now. Yeah. Like, over and over and over again, Scream is playing these wild picks like Morgan Jungle and making them work, and then they just keep throwing like mid game consistently, which is just kind of making me sad. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> could be like it could be like seven to one in standings in my opinion. Yeah, but now it's like six two. I don't know. Scarabs just need to figure out their. I don't know if it's like shot calling or like disrespect on the map, you know, or just laziness, but they just keep making these same mistakes mid game. I mean, unfortunately, it reminds me of like old SSG a little bit, you know, mm, where cursed. we'd always have like these really good early games and then something would happen every single time and we would just like run to a brick wall and throw. And I think Scarabs are kind of dealing with that. Also, I think Valks are in a bit of a downtrend i want to say game or the first week they were like going two one with teams or like yep. i guess one two and now they're like strongly getting two owed by a lot of teams Yep. um so I, I i i don't know if people are just learning how to play against them now or if the meta developing they're just not as strong or quick at catching on to what's happening in the meta, which, I mean, I guess it could be a mixture of both.
1: Yeah, I mean, that that second part sounds right to me, right? Like, these SBL teams are so good. They've been been here, done that. They know how to adapt. um, Mm -hmm. And the Valkyries are still trying to to get up to to speed, basically, on the base, and then things change, and then they're even more behind, and that trend kind of continues. I also wonder if, Mm -hmm. you know, that it's a team with a lot of rookies on it that should know that they are going to struggle off the rip. Um, They've got some veteran presence there. You know, wowie has been in the SPL, a good amount of his career, Aqua, of course, been in the SPL, a good amount of his career, but I wonder if getting beaten this much, you know, I'm sure they, they came in and said, we're not having any any expectations. We're going to do what we can, but at some point you are 0 and 5. And that doesn't feel that great. Um, and I wonder if, if that aspect of it is starting to get to them a little bit.
2: Uh, yeah, let me pull up a Benny tweet. Um, he said, honestly, I had pretty high expectations for myself starting this year, but these last few weeks have really humbled me. I will start actively trying to improve and become better than my competitors instead of chopping up to a jungle diff after every set. <laughs> so I want to say he is aware of the issue and affected by the issue as well, or like sure. whatever issues they're having. And also, I think it's way easier from the outside in to watch SPL and be like, oh, yeah, I can play with those guys. You know, like, we can beat those teams. And you actually, like, get here, and then you have to scrim consistently every week, and you have to watch a lot of odds. And, like, it's not it's not as easy as it may seem from the outside and I think he's getting a, a little bit of a reality check at the moment
1: yeah I mean you can dominate SCC and or SML or whatever it is in your time period and then come to the SPL and realize that it's just a different it's a it's another level um, mm-hmm. and that uh, and I think that that reality comes for many of us I mean even thinking back to Paul when he first came up to the SPL he had a lot of very good individual performances but also still made a lot of mistakes and it took him some time to adjust uh, even with having a pretty successful initial few weeks um, and Paul is like arguably the greatest player to ever play so you've got a. Uh, yep. th- it is not a condemnation of their ability uh, it's just a reality that it sometimes takes some time and hopefully they can figure it out because that's you know we always want all eight teams to be competitive um, and even in these O2s you know could be worse. Could be last year's Valkyries. Like you always, you've always got that to fall back on,
2: right? I thought you were gonna say it could be O three.
1: It could be O 3s Yeah, exactly. Like we could be doing best of fives again, and you could be getting O three. So I, uh, I guess Trust it could me, be that's worse. That's not fun. No, no, it is not. Not for anybody. Um, okay, that's. Uh, we'll do a more comprehensive breakdown of Phase One next week because it's ending. But I want to get to some time on these uh these new patch notes that are coming out but before i do Barra, yes i've got a level with you one no uh, i i got that part thank you <laughs> i was very excited to get to the mint mobile ad today um and i did it very early number one in order to try and surprise you because that's one of my goals every week
2: but number two you did surprise me. okay that's sorry.
1: what i that's what i like to hear that's that's what i like to hear number two it's because we have a brand new sponsor to the podcast. And I wanted to make sure that we could give them their glory right here in the middle as we change topics. So, chat, let me tell you guys all about our brand new podcast sponsor, Factor. Uh, this is a service in which you can order some, some meals that are delivered to you to your home. They are really, really high quality, and I've got all the details here that I'll read to you in a minute, but this is literally just my experience with it because they were kind enough to ship some stuff out to Barracuda and I for us to give it a shot and, uh, you know, want to make sure that, it, that it's good enough for all the Backliners fans, of course. We're kind of like your poison testers. You guys are the kings and queens, and we had to determine, we had to eat your meal a little bit and see if it was poisoned, and let me tell you, it was not. Uh, no, it was. <laughs> It wasn't, um, I was, Barry, I don't know about you, but I was impressed with what I got from fat. Oh, I was in love. This stuff is legit, man, and I'm a picky eater, and I'll go into that in a little bit, but I get really weirded out about, like, I can't have, like, frozen fish from, like, like Kroger brand Mm -hmm. frozen fish, like, sketches me
2: out, man. I won't eat it. Mm -hmm. Um... And so well, I don't I get, blame you for that either. Yeah, Sometimes like... Fish, fish is RNG. That's what know, I'm that. saying,
1: bro. Joe always <laughs> yeah. gives me crap for it. Fish is RNG. Um, yeah. We literally had fish from Kroger tonight, but it was the fresh kind, you know? <laughs> like, that's, uh, that's <laughs> only totally good. Um, th- this stuff, like, it was really, really tasty. Uh, and we'll get yeah. it, I guess, I'll read a little bit of what they have for us here, and then you can give me your experience as well. Um, yeah, of course. And this, is, and this is what's written down, but it is actually true. Uh, now that I'm working from home more often, uh, I don't need to get... I'm not getting lunch out, which is good because I'm saving money. But it also means that I'm not always like taking the time to prepare a full meal for myself. But it doesn't mean that I'm not busy. I've got a lot of work to do and that kind of stuff. And I just... I really cannot motivate myself to like cook a full lunch. I don't think I've ever done that in my entire life. And it sounds awful to me. I like cooking dinner, not trying to cook lunch. So luckily... I don't have to meal prep or meal plan anymore and I can still eat well now that I leave my meals to Factor. Factor makes it easy for me to eat clean 24-7 with fresh never frozen prepared meals that are so delicious you wouldn't believe they're actually good for you. Bear which ones did you which ones did you get and which were your favorites?
2: Uh, I honestly don't remember what I got because I ate them like the first day that they got here because I was starving and I was just going downstairs. Wait,
1: how many did you get?
2: Uh, I got six, and you they, ate they're kind of the same. Well, I was a very hungry boy, and I like okay, so I ate the first one. I ate the first one. I was like okay, this is, like, actually pretty good. Yeah. And then I just kept eating because I was so hungry. And Vera, so I was good. so <laughs> full
1: after I ate mine. You, you're you trolling me right now.
2: I ate so much, and they were all delicious. And, I mean, I don't know if I said it, but, like, they have vegan food for, you know, us, us vegans out here. That's right. And it was all delicious. They had, like, special sauces on the side that you could pour on. Mm. And, oh, my God. It was, Bro those sauces tied everything together and everything just tasted so good in every single meal. Like, I was absolutely in love. And, of course, I shared them with Destiny. Uh Of course. Uh I had to, you know. it's, It's contractually obligated at this point that we have to share everything together. Right. And she was also in love. And we just... We devoured the meals. Very, very, very delicious. And also, it's just so nice to just already have... Prepared meals in your fridge Dude, that you literally it was just poke so holes in.
1: Nice, I literally yeah, just pop it, it in the microwave and it's done in like two minutes, and then I've got like a meal that I don't feel bad about. Like it's it's best case scenario.
2: It's a healthy meal that should be unhealthy, but it feels good to eat. You know, yeah. I don't know. if that Makes sense. No, it does. But it, it, like they, it checked all my boxes while I was eating it, and I'm just like, I want more. Like, yeah, I was a little sad that I just devoured all of them because I'm like, I know, I just want more of their meals because it's just so easy. To just throw in the microwave, like I don't have to think about what my next meal is because nope. I already know it's in the fridge waiting for me.
1: It's perfect, man. And I've been waiting. I'm. I want more as well. I've been waiting for us to be able to like talk about it on podcast, so then I can mm-hmm. go to Aaron and be like, "Yo, dude, how do we get our next shipment in?" Yeah, personal uh, no dog. because <laughs> <laughs> I need it, man. My my lunch this this afternoon. You know what I had because I was all out of factor. I had chips and salsa. That was my whole. Uh, uh, that was my lunch, and it was tasty. Don't get me wrong. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But it wasn't Factor, that's for sure. Here's the it's deal also Factor. Not lunch. Yeah, it's also not lunch, right? Factor saves me time by delivering chef crafted meals to my doorstep, eliminating the hassle of grocery shopping and meal prep, not to mention cleanup. There's no dishes to watch wash, which is a huge thing for me. Uh, each mm-hmm. factor meal arrives pre-prepared and ready to eat in two minutes, way faster than ordering in. Factor tackles the tough stuff so I don't have to. There are registered dietitians and expert chefs work hand in hand to create meals with nutritious ingredients and with more than 29 meal options each week there's going to be a ton i loved the garlic chicken that was my personal favorite but they had salmon that was really good they had a buffalo chicken that was really tasty and i think i got a pork that was was absolutely awesome um and as barry mentioned they offer a whole bunch of different stuff you can cater to your preferences vegan and veggie meals keto meals or keto yeah it's keto keto meals Low calorie options, extra protein, plant-based bars, energy bites, smoothies, veggie sides, all that kind of stuff in order to keep me fueled and focused all day long. So if this is all sounding good to you and how would it not, head to go.factor75.com slash backliners120 and use code backliners120 to get $120 off. What a steal this is going to be a lot for of money. you. That's code backliners120, the numbers, at go.factor75 F-A-C-T-O-R 75.com slash backliners120 for $120 off. Again, best way to help support the show, everyone, is to is to hook it up with our sponsors that are nice enough to hook it up for us. Um, helps us get more and keep the ones we have. And uh, and I I am serious when I say that factor I am so excited that they are sponsoring the podcast because yeah. they have a great product.
2: Uh, absolutely blown away by the product and I want a lot more, <laughs> <Me too. laughs> a lot more meals. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Me too. Yeah. And Joe's taking them to work too, man. Like I gotta, yeah, we gotta, we gotta work. We gotta talk about that. Uh, h- how often we're getting these boxes, man. Cause, cause I've <laughs> got a feeling if you're crushing three in a sitting, then I don't know how you did it too. It's like a full meal. Anyways, let's get to the, let's get to the patch note, shall we? Um, <clears throat> Do I want to start with Yu Huang? Um, yeah, just real briefly on the new God. I am, I'm surprised at the general reaction to the overall kit. Just in terms of, I've seen a lot of people think that he is not going to be very strong, um, mm-hmm. and that surprises me. Uh, you know, having play tested with and against him for months at this point, um, it is. I have felt like he's very strong, um, and I think the big thing that I wanted to give is a hint to to everyone out there. Number one, Bear, I was watching your arena gameplay with him. Uh, you got to charge oh, no. the two all the way, my guy. You're,
2: thanks, but you're thanks. you're insta firing yeah, it. You're
1: losing a lot of damage. You know.
2: Yeah, I learned that. You know, okay. as the game went on. Right. And, uh, That's what it's about. You know,
1: gods have learning curves. That's okay.
2: <laughs> Look, some of us don't remember everything we've ever read, No, so you're I not right. go over the patch notes, but, uh, chat, chat swiftly, you know, told me to, uh, charge the two and, uh, you know, right. I, I started doing it,
1: And it was so. feeling better after that, I imagine. Yeah, um,
2: it was. And I'll, I was surprised that people had an overall negative response to him. Like, I've seen everywhere between, like, he's boring to, like, he's a lot of fun. And uh, I... I think the I think the longer I play, smite the more I just realize you can't please everyone, and it's literally impossible to preach. And baby. it's like it's just so like the game will never feel good for everyone at the same time because we all play different styles, we all play different characters, we all play different gods, we all have different things that we like to do in the game, and it's it's just impossible to please everyone. Like personally, I thought it was kind of fun. I think and I black. think he's probably. I think he's more fun in conquest than he is in arena. Definitely. Um, yep. Because I feel like the a geomet- or geometry, the geography of the map, is like fits his kit better. Yep. Um, so yeah. Yeah, um, he
1: wants to be able to control the, you know, get, gaining your DAO and being able to full charge your two. Those are things that you can do a lot more often on the conquest map, right? The pace is a lot. Um, mm-hmm a lot slower in these engagements. So it fits, and I think it fits really well thematically with what he does. You know, he's this this emperor that is at total peace, and so he doesn't, you know, you shouldn't feel like you're slamming button after button after button and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. It's very calm and just I'm going to two, and then I'm going to one. And then there's someone near me. Ah, I'm going to get up into the sky, and then I I'm will I'm going fall. to
2: glide away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm above
1: this. So, like, all that kind of stuff feels... I think that that Lermi and the team all nailed it. Um, And the big thing, because I also thought the ultimate was not very good for a long time. Here's the hint, uh, dear listener. Don't worry (laughs) about your dragon at all. Only aim the back dragon. That's Mm -hmm. all you need to worry about. And just think of it as a snipe that will relocate the enemy if you hit them like the amount of times that i was able in in play tests to like push someone out of their tier one tower and onto the tower line where my jungler can hit them and deal a good amount of damage at the same time like that that feels really really strong and it took us uh and you know we have a lot of very good mid lane players in the in the play tests you know sometimes myself lurmy uh chaos clumsy a lot of people who are very well-versed in mages, um, and we we really had a lot of fun finding uses for this ultimate, pushing people around corners in the jungle in order to like have your, your teammates hit them, that kind of stuff. Uh, it takes a lot of time to get used to. It is not an easy ability, but uh, I think it is very good.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I just like that he has one of the more simpler kits in the smite, because I feel like a lot of the kits that have been released lately have been kind of... Like, on the... What's the word where everything, like, power creeped, I guess? Yeah. Um, and I feel like he just has a more simple kit outside of the ult, which I like. Yeah. Like, it kind of just brings me back to, like, the the earlier days of Smite. Yeah. And I, I like that. Like, it's not like a King Arthur or like, a Tiamat kit, you know? Like, you don't have to really focus that much on the rest of your buttons. It's just... Well, it's like you said, you just sit back, relax, you know, hit a root, hit a one. Oh, they're on me. Time to glide away. Yep.
1: Yeah. I think, I think so as well. And I think it's a perfect time to do it with this nerfening, as we called it, um, internally, the type of update to go to a kit that isn't immediately insanely over the top. Um, mm-hmm. but I think that I have to be very careful about how I talk about this all in general because, you know, this is a big, uh, this is a big patch with a lot of strong feelings around it from all of our players. And uh, Mm -hmm. obviously that is a huge deal to us. But I do think that I do find a little bit of humor um, in all of the strong response to that I've heard around, you know, this update is not enough and doesn't do enough to change the game. Um, Mm -hmm. And we want we still want damage to be lower. We still want crowd control to be lower, all that kind of stuff. And then in the same patch, Yu Huang isn't doing enough. You know, like it's not this kit day one. um, (laughs) We, we, it needs more. Uh, I think that that, you know, I just find a little bit of uh, like a tiny bit of humor in that. I'm not saying that either Mm -hmm. aspect of that feedback is irrelevant or not valuable. Um, I just think it is kind of funny that they're side by side in that way. But I take them both seriously, and I respect the people that are saying them. On to the actual <laughs> meat and potatoes <laughs> of the of the Nerf Nerf update. It's just impossible to be sincere like that and not like sound super troll. So I just have yeah. to like I don't know. There's nothing I can do. I'm just i just host, like, no matter what I do, Barry. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's just, yeah. I'm it's just fine. Lose it's lose fine. There. Yeah. I so I will say. I'd like to preface this whole discussion by saying I am only reflecting my personal views and not the views of that of mm-hmm. the entire design team or balance team. Um,
2: and he'll say this on every patch. Don't and worry. I will say
1: this on every patch and I will continue to because I need to and it's important. <laughs> but I I was... <laughs> I was surprised that... You know, our, our players, we've we've heard the feedback that there's too much damage and too much crowd control. And so, I think that we did something that is pretty intense and mm-hmm. pretty unique. We've never done anything like, we've never nerfed this many gods. we never made this many changes to this many gods and, and items. It was a huge patch. Um, and to go with the all nerfs, no buffs idea um, I think is really interesting. And I was just a little bit surprised that a lot of the feedback and not, and not in a, in a negative way, you know, I just still clearly uh, will always have a lot to learn, um, about how to interpret what our players are asking for. But I was hoping that, um, as as I'm sure we we do with every patch, it's just it's so hard talking about these patches now that I'm on this side, man. It's so it's so much harder. Uh, yeah, and I don't. It's getting- on the
2: same topic for like four minutes, and I'm like, I know, bro. I- how am I
1: supposed <laughs> to say it? I I'm just surprised that people didn't think it was enough. Was it the, hmm. you know? Was it this thirty gods are gutted and they won't deal any damage anymore? You know, it, it isn't removing 100 base damage from every guardian ability or something like that no it isn't those things but it is it it was an intense amount of change that you don't see in a regular patch let alone even in mid-season or new season patches you don't see this many god changes and that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. um yeah for sure so i do think that there is everyone's kind of losing the forest for the trees a little bit where this 10 damage nerf doesn't do enough or this 10 power nerf doesn't do enough on this item without realizing that it's, oh, this god is losing 10 10 damage on this base ability, but all of their items have also lost 10 power and across four items, that's 40 power. And it's a huge, it's a huge amount. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that when you look at it holistically, I expect this to have a big impact on how everyone's game feels. I don't think that the average player will notice that they are taking less damage or that the game has slowed down a little bit, but it will um, undoubtedly have a pretty noticeable statistical um, impact uh, once once we get some you know once we get a lot of games played on it
2: okay, so I don't act wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you like you said that so like politically the whole
1: time yeah it's what i gotta do now man it's what i gotta do people get real real uh, passionate and i and me too like right like i get real passionate about these things as well so i totally get it um i just don't you know i just don't want anyone to feel like what i'm saying is oh we were right and you guys are wrong and just like Mm -hmm. do what we're telling you you know that's not what i'm saying at all um i'm just saying for my personal thoughts and my personal expectations um Mm -hmm. as a player you know let's take another game that i that i play like magic and if you know they're doing digital balance now on their on their card game uh, on arena if this percentage of the card pool got nerfed even if they were really small nerfs i think i'd be like wow that's that's going to ch- that's a lot right like it's going to change the landscape because everything not 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 necessarily everything but a large percentage of the game was affected and i think that a lot i was surprised at how much our players gravitated towards this particular change didn't fit or i don't understand why this god got hit, and that kind of stuff. All of which are very fair thoughts, but um, I was surprised at how much they focused on individual changes instead of the changes as a
2: whole. Yeah, well, I think that people don't really know what's happening behind the scenes for, like, say, for the Apollo nerf. Mm-hmm. Um, it, for, for a lot of people, because Apollo's, like, never played, it seems like such a out-of-nowhere nerf, I guess. Mm-hmm. Out, like, Next to the, like, more played ADCs, I guess. Um, right.
1: Well, I can so tell I you, for, for gods like Apollo, um, you know, I saw a lot of other ones. People were questioning, like, Chalk, Sukiomi, some items like Chronos Pendant, you know, th- things like that. This patch was mm-hmm. really targeted at the bulk of our player base, right? Not the high Mm -hmm. end, um, not the low end necessarily, though, of course, both of those aspects of the scale are going to get affected. But Mm -hmm. we really went in depth on, if a lot of our players feel like there's too much damage, we should find who they are feeling that from and what they are feeling that from that is Mm -hmm. contributing with... They might not necessarily realize it. You know, I think that there were a lot of the high-end gods that, uh, you know, we nerfed a lot of the SPL top picks, pretty much all of them, um, all that kind of stuff. But it was also like, if our average player feels like mages are doing too much damage, and then we look at the mages who are doing the most damage in the game and compare that, we did a lot of, like, cross-referencing on damage average damage for for a god in a match and popularity of a god in a match and when we kind of cross reference those lists if we make a hybrid list that weights those things then we can see who is contributing to this feeling disproportionately the most either because they're in a lot of games or because they're doing a lot of damage and find it in finding that like combination number so to speak um, yeah. and then addressing those gods and items because that way it is most likely to be those gods and items that are actually affecting our average player. So while the SPL might not be building Chronos Pendant, if if it's being bought in eighty percent or whatever, just throwing out a random number, it's throwing out if it's being bought in eighty percent of our casual conquest games, and we don't nerf it, then in eight out of ten casual players' games, they don't feel like mages are doing less damage, right? Or to mm-hmm. the same degree. So. It's a you know I think that yet there were always trust me for me there was a lot of gods that it was like all right you know we got our list of what are, the data that we wanted and that we wanted to combine and, and associate values with I'm like oh my god we've got a we've got a nerf chalk or whatever like that feels weird but it's the I goal mean, it makes sense it's like, a, it's in it's in line with our goals
2: the patch makes sense for me because I mean like you said like you hit. All of the top SPL picks, you hit the top... In my opinion, you hit a lot of the top SPL builds as well, which, mm-hmm. I mean, it's fine with me. Like, meta change, I don't care. Um, and then you also hit, like, all of the casual scene as well. So in my opinion, it's a pretty good patch. And for me, like, personally, I feel like it doesn't... It's going to sound kind of funny, but I feel like... People are expecting to play on this patch and expect it to feel like a brand new game for some Mm. reason and expecting like it due to never die anymore or it to be just black and white between like yesterday and today's smite. And that's not how it should be. Right. And (laughs) that's not what the patch was intended to do either because it was basically just a lot of small hits at everything across the board. Right. So it's not going to feel like a brand new smite. Like, some of those old gods are... Like, I still think Medusa's still good. Like, Mm -hmm. even though she got hit with the nerf stick, she still has one of the best team fight ults in the game. She still applies anti O with her, too. She still can dash to the wave and kill the wave. Like, she's still a good character, but she got hurt a little bit. And same with, like, everything. Yeah. And so it just brings the bottom up a little bit and the top down a little bit, so everything's more centered towards this nice little medium for the casuals as well as the pros and right. i think it also opens up the meta a lot more especially in adc because we saw a lot of like medusa cern i can't t- i I've, I've played over 50 scrims with medusa yep. i've played over 50 scrims with cern <laughs> write I that down liter-
1: where's where's chuck when we need him he was on the show like a couple weeks ago he needs this I, info Barry. I, I,
2: I'm literally picking these gods nonstop, and so is every other ADC right. before this patch. Like, it changes a lot, but it also doesn't change a lot, which, in my opinion, is a good thing. You know, right. it shouldn't that, absolutely kill characters. And like, I, I don't know,
1: it, the, what we thought, what I thought, our players wanted was to just take where the game is in a in a vacuum and just push it down a little bit alongside, mm-hmm. you know, bringing down the top gods and that kind of stuff and the top items, but just shift it down that they think that it's too much. It's been a little bit too much, you know, games as they get older and more content gets added. It's very natural that things continue to get a little bit stronger. I don't think that mm-hmm. a little bit of strength being added over a long period of time is a negative. Um, I don't, I think that players in games where strength does not get added uh, oftentimes find those games boring. Um, but I don't think that, you know, that doesn't mean I don't think power creep can be a problem. And I certainly hear, we hear the community and I hear the community and that, that, that's a major concern for them. And so that's the other thing is that I don't think that I, and I will speak for the, for the design team now, like it's not like, all right, we did it all done. Like nice work, everyone. And we all go get ice cream together and talk about how we fix the game in one patch. Like, that that's mm-hmm. not how it works, um, and that was never intended to be how it was received. Um, and we will continue to try and get the game where our players want it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that, I think that like Agni is a good example that someone brought up in the chat. A lot of pro mid laners upset about Agni. If this were a normal patch cycle where we were just kind of doing things business as usual, would I have been advocating for an Agni nerf? No. But you look mm-hmm. at that god's win rate and damage numbers and, you know, you can check casual smite and, and that kind of stuff to see good approximations of characters' win rates. Agni was was in line with what we needed to do. So, um, I think that overall, I'm excited for people, you know, if, if patch went out today. I'm very excited for people to be able to get their hands on some of these things, um and i think that overall if it feels very much like the same game there's just a few less less deaths per game and a little bit less golden experience because you clear a little bit slower or whatever then uh, then i think that's good um and that's a good starting point that we can continue to iterate on moving forward um another big thing that got changed this patch was diminishing returns and crowd control because again it's a big point right now that there's too much crowd control and smite you get cc'd you die over and over and over again and so we change the way dr works so as a quick explanation for for our listeners who might not be super familiar with how crowd control works and how diminishing retur- returns work whenever you are hard cc'd you are given a stack of diminishing returns that is invisible on you that will last for 15 seconds you can get up to two of these stacks and previously The first stack you got would reduce the next CC duration by 33%. And then the next one after that would reduce it by 66%. It would be 33% per stack. And there's a floor that if that reduction would take it below 0.5 seconds, and it was supposed to be above 0.5 seconds, then it wouldn't reduce it below 0.5 seconds. But we've changed it so that now the the stacks of DR are now 40% per stack. So... It is 40% and then 80%. And we also lowered the floor from 0.5 to Mm 0.4. I think, again, my personal opinion, that 95% of our players, we could have done this and they would have never noticed. It would have gone completely under their rate. they, They would have never known, but they would have been CC'd for less time, pretty significantly. Um in some scenarios in most scenarios this does very little uh it is is simply for the longer cc chains that you will not be cc'd as long um i've seen a lot of discussion about how this hurts certain gods more than others it absolutely does there's no doubt about that um and i personally again not speaking for the whole design team i personally think that it's better to just get this change out trying to address this community concern and gods like Thor that, that struggle, um, because he's, he's DR you know, he's stopping himself from being able to do his full hammer combo or whatever. Um, we can help him individually later.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. If the game, if, uh, if our community is telling us this is what we want to be crowd controlled less then I think that this is the right direction to go. Um, and i have more thoughts on it but i'll pause my monologue to let you give your thoughts barry
2: yeah i was gonna say i don't know how many like good ccr items there are or how much people are buying ccr i feel like before it was maybe it was last year that like a ccr build like came up in solo
1: it was tank boots tank boots had a lot of ccr on them
2: yeah and i think that people are still like recovering from that era Mm -hmm. of like having ccr freely in their builds and now i think that a lot of people aren't buying as many ccr items yep um but i think this change could have been done like one of two ways could have been done like with the dr changes or just adding more ccr to more like defense items Mm -hmm. to make it more approachable for people um but, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with this change. Like, like it doesn't really affect me as, like, a backliner. Sure. Because um, I feel like most times when I'm dead, I'm dead. You know, like, if someone's trying to peel me and, like, my support or soul or hitting CCs, I feel like I'm still kind of dead in most situations. Yep. Um, but I think this is more mm-hmm. just tuned for the casual scene that don't know how to position as much. Or and don't also, know how to
1: buy CCR correctly against heavy CC comps.
2: Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, if you're against, like, an E-Set and you throw, like, a Sphere Robe on you and uh, you're feeling pretty good the rest of that match, you know, and I feel like a lot of people don't really think about that kind of stuff and just avoid those items for some reason. Yep. Um, especially, like you said, into heavy CC comps, they're just like, more prots mean better, and that's not really always how it works, like a lot of times movement speed gives you more tankiness than actual prots and health do. Yep. Um, Because you can obviously dodge more buttons. Like, Winged Wand, I think, is a really underbought item right now because there's so many slows in the game that people just don't care about. Um, Right. And they're just like, let me just tank through all this damage. But, I mean, in earlier seasons of Smite, you saw so many Winged Wands. Um,
1: Winged Blade, for those of you who didn't play in 2013.
2: Wing Blade as well, um, and I, I it might just be too hard to fit in builds, or it might be a like a, kind of an issue you talked about earlier, like mages doing too much damage where you can't afford that. You need the heavy item or yeah. heavy prod item because you're always gonna get hit. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, that's that. That's my little take on it.
1: Yeah, I think that's very fair. Um, and again, I think that if it was there's too much CC. In SPL or high-level ranked games um, or our top-performing casual players, I think that it would have been a very acceptable solution to just add CCR to some items and call it a day. Um, But again, I think that this whole patch is with the average player in mind and the average Mm -hmm. player is not buying CCR when they see heavy CC comps. They just aren't. Um, And so it doesn't help them. And I think that's the I think that's the big thing. I, I do think there's been a, there's been a clip going around Twitter that I saw um, of oh the jungle yeah that one really yeah. frustrated me a little bit Barry to be honest um, because I think it's really intentionally dishonest uh, in mm-hmm. the first clip with the five seconds the first part of the clip with the five seconds done, it's someone with no dr stacks and no ccr and then in the clips where it's a, a, you know, a 0.4 second stun, they have full C, they have CCR items and full DR stacks. And it's like, yeah, this isn't any different than what it would have been on the last patch. Like, if you build this way and you've got max DR stacks, the maximum C, the the CC duration minimum is 0.1 seconds. And no, and that does not, make a massive difference to that doesn't make a massive difference in most SPL games. Like the chances of 0.1 seconds being the make or break isn't always it like it is rare. I think. Um, Mm -hmm. So is this a big change? Yes. Does this matter? Of course it matters a lot, but at the end of the day, the amount of times that this is going to really mess you up, are pretty slim because most CCs, the how the CC duration minimum works, like if you've got two DR stacks, you are getting minimum CC'd by most things, right? Yep. So all that happened to you is that you got CC, that person got CC'd for 0.1 seconds less. Um, yeah, I don't know. The, I think that the, the discussion around this topic just got really twisted really quickly. And I think that... I I don't really understand... Well, I do understand why, but I I encourage people to continue to play it. I think the places you will notice it the most are in individual gods that want to combo CCs into themselves in order to guarantee their damage, and you will notice it there, and I think that that is a very fair concern that I am very high on addressing as soon as we can. Um, But as far as game-wide goes i do not think that it is as much as as an impact as some twitter threads would have you believe
2: but i think also people are currently in the state of uh is it like is the word sensationalism yes that that's right a good word? that's a good word for it yeah. yeah, where everything is like, oh my gosh, this is the biggest change I've ever seen, and X, Y, and Z, and I just think we all need to take a few, maybe a lot of steps back, and just look at the big picture here, and just play Smite for a little bit, play yes. for like a few days, instead of, you know, instantly like having a reaction.
1: You know, so getting gut, gut reaction everyone, and initial you know? reads are very important. That's a key part of Mm -hmm. A lot of things. And if something feels wrong when you read it or when you first experience it, that's super valid. But I think it's also valid to play a couple days on it and see if it still feels that way. Um, I think that that is is a fair ask um, from me as an individual.
2: Agreed. Now, sorry, go ahead. uh, I was just like... I feel like people just need to take that with a lot of things in life you know just <laughs> very true stop, stop freaking out about the instantaneous gut response and just take a lot of steps back and you you can go now so yep that's yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, I feel that for sure um, don't we we are not even close to having a, the amount of time we could have started minute one totally made mint mobile and factor mad by not telling you about their great products, totally skipped the ad reads and gone from the top of this patch to the bottom. And we wouldn't even be close to done. So that's not the, that's not the goal. Um, you can head on over to the smite game website and read all the individual changes. There are a lot of them. And again, I encourage all of our listeners to think about these changes holistically and not just individually. Um, mm-hmm. but I do want to take a moment to talk about Erlong Shen because this is, uh, this was oh, yeah. the big rework for the patch. Um this is something that I've been working on a ton over these last few weeks and I'm very excited for people to get their hands on it. Um I made a short Twitter thread about the lessons that I learned after my work on Sirket and how that was received and um how the player and how it actually played and once it was in the player's hands and that kind of stuff. And I think the big thing that I was concerned about with Sirket was making her you know, she was overperforming in support um and so we obviously wanted to tone that down but i thought that our players wouldn't want her to go from the best support at a high level to the best jungler at a high level Mm -hmm. and so i was very concerned about making sure that the support level got toned down and the assassin level stayed as close to the same as we could um with the with these number changes and our player base made it very clear that that's not what they want with these types of changes um and i think that's a very fair point so with that in mind for erlong shen as I, as i was doing a ton of testing and iteration and all that kind of stuff dude i played so much erlong over these last few weeks man i felt so dirty i'd like play test him a couple times each day on the changes and then i'd load up on a smurf and run like some erlong solo and some erlong jungle and some erlong support at night and then do it all again the next day and
2: oh jeez bro
1: i think i put in easily easily 30 games of erlong in two weeks easily <laughs> your boy was slamming some shen um goodness bro <laughs> it was a lot
2: that sounds fun but also awful at the
1: same it time it is really fun like it a <laughs> yeah, layer saying that's light as an erlong abuser i uh i i respect that for sure It is really fun to just like really fully dive into a God like this and try and understand Mm -hmm. everything about like what, you know, having very clear goals lined out and like really trying to to get as familiar with everything as you can. You know, which is obviously always the goal for all of these changes, but to like really do it at this level um, Mm -hmm. was a ton of fun. And overall, I I think that I'm pretty happy with, with how it turned out. Only day one so far of players being able to play it um, on the live servers, and we'll continue to see. But I have seen a lot of discussion. By the way, big overarching, big picture changes. If you didn't read the patch notes, you probably should in order to get the actual numbers. But remove the knockup on the three, because that is a key part of his strength as a jungler. It is like mm-hmm. almost all of his strength as a jungler. And I'll come back to that in a minute um but added a new effect to the one gives him some life steal while it's active uh applies a damage reduction on any targets hit so it's kind of like an osiris tether um made him generally tankier turtle shield now builds off of protections from items all that kind of stuff so it, it the design intent was to make his jungle worse and his solo lane better and that is The difference between Ket and Erlong is that instead of just making his solo the same, but his jungle worse, it is explicitly intended for his solo lane to be stronger than it used to be. Um, And if he releases Mm. as the best solo laner this patch, so be it. Um, But I wanted our players to be excited about playing him, and and I have seen a lot more positivity and excitement about being able to play these changes, which I obviously like a lot.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. The one thing I've also yeah, seen, I...
1: though, Barry. Well, real quick, I'll, and then I'll let you go. Know. I know I've been monologuing oh, a lot you're since we started talking about yeah, Hatch- you're good. I've seen a lot of people say that they think he's going to be better in jungle after these changes. That the knock up was not a huge deal to him in the jungle, and that
2: wait, who said that, bro?
1: It has been uh, not uncommon on Reddit, um, in particular, and I do not agree uh, in in the strongest terms I'm allowed to say, I disagree. Um, the knockup was everything to this character in the jungle. And this, and losing the knockup in Solo also hurts him a lot. Like, removing a knockup from a character and not giving them a replacement CC, that is maybe the biggest individual nerf we've seen for a god since, like, season two, when a lot of those gods, like, had aspects of their kit removed you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. yep it is it is hard to remove a knock up from a character not give them any additional cc and not absolutely kill the character um i think we've done it fingers crossed but i don't know there's a chance that he is just dead without the dead quote-unquote that he would just need more buffs without having the up um so the reason that there are so many new effects and new positives and buffs is because removing a knockup from a character and not giving them a replacement CC is maybe the biggest feasible nerf we could ever give a character without, like, straight up removing an ability. Um, And that's... I do not think he is going to be a better jungler at all. That's the end of my rant about that, for now.
2: Yeah, I think whoever said that is just hard trolling and has never been one-shot by a good Erlong player about 1,000 times in their career. (laughs) Yep. You know, that's... There's just... I mean, I think players are going to, like... It's going to feel worse for people initially when they play Erlong and they're like, oh, my turtle isn't knocking up anymore. Because, like, it's just going to be such muscle memory for them now. (laughs) It took a lot of games
1: for me. It took a lot of games for me to get used to it.
2: Do you have any idea how many...
1: Turtles I pre beads and play tests that weren't gonna knock me up. you oh, was, was playing in one game and she was like turtling at me, and I and I beads, and then we both just like stood there for a second because she, like she was laughing at me and I was laughing at me, and then we just walked away. I was like, dude, that was pathetic. Like, what am I doing?
2: You hear that little turtle noise behind you? The panic yeah. sets out of like, which CC do I beat? <laughs> And now you only have to worry about two instead of three. And I, I just think the casual scene just doesn't understand what pro-level Erlong jungles have been doing to the scene for literally years. Yep. In a combo that is like, I think it's like impossible to DR, right? With the knockup and root. Yeah, if you do it in the right,
1: will... if you lead with taunt, it is like they don't, they don't get DR'd at all.
2: Yeah, and you literally always die in that taunt versus a good Erlong player who's, like, auto-canceling everything perfectly. Right. And you're just dead. And there's nothing you can do as a backliner without beads into that character. You always die. Yep. And now, I, I think it's just, like, the knobs just got twisted a little bit. I think he still can jungle. Agreed. But I think it will just be a different style. Probably, like, more of an enabler now or, like, a setup with... I mean it's it kind of just brings me back to old like aurora erlong where he would just root and people would just die i think he still got that kind of setup with the taunt as well but i think he's just more of a bruiser frontline warrior guy than a i'm gonna build stone cutting or penetration and then go whatever i want to after that yeah and still one shot you um and i just think the casual scene just doesn't really understand that unfortunately yep um which i feel like probably a lot of people listening to this podcast are probably higher level players yes. that kind of understand that instead of the bulk casual scene
1: yeah that's a great point uh, if you're if you have found this podcast and are listening to it it means you are not the vast majority of our player base right like no matter your skill level you yeah. are more invested in smite than the vast majority of our player base which is obviously great news for us and great news for me and that we love you and we're happy to have you but when we're talking about things like this patch and you know i'm saying oh most of our casual players aren't building ccr in response to heavy cc comps and you're sitting there thinking well i'm silver and i would build spirit robe when i see a lot of when i see a lot of cc you are more invested in the game than the vast majority because you are listening to this Mm -hmm. podcast. Um, And that's definitely a good thing to keep in mind.
2: Yeah, overall, I like this change and I like the idea of these changes to make them more, or identify closer with the role that they're not, it's not trying to kill like role flexibility or whatever, or like God flexibility, I guess is a better way to say that. yeah. It's not trying to kill that, but it's just... It's just twisting the knobs a little bit. And I think that that is a good thing for Smite. Yeah. In I general. Mean,
1: the, it's... I saw someone in chat saying that they're sad they won't be able to play Erlong in jungle anymore because he was one of their favorite junglers. The reality is... Um, is that... we If we're taking something away... You know, we're taking strength away to give it to players who... Weren't playing, you know, solo mains who wanted to be playing Erlong that really couldn't and find a lot of success that has to come from somewhere. And I wish that we could do it so that everyone's just happy all the time, but that's just not realistic. But I do think that this god can still jungle. Um, I don't think it's... Will we see Erlong jungle in the SPL? Probably not, um, but certainly possible. Um, but if you play Erlong... If Erlong's your best jungler and you're trying to climb to diamond, playing Erlong... In the jungle, won't stop you from reaching diamond, right? Like it is a god that can still jungle, can still do a lot of things well. Um, it just won't be oppressive at a high level. And the pro, and you know, in a patch that we talk so much about the casual impact and all that kind of stuff, Ket, Erlong, these changes that I've been working on, they are specifically targeted at gods that have been problematic for our highest level that are unpopular with our mid to lower level. Um, so. There is, you know, there's always going to be that little bit of disconnect there, and that makes these changes hard to work on. But I think it also makes them really rewarding for me that there are a lot of players who just solo players who just never played Erlong um, because, or when they did, they didn't have a whole lot of success and his popularity wasn't very high. And if I get to make a couple new solo Erlong mains, that's really exciting for me. Um, so hopefully that happens. Uh, I think that he's going to be good. Um, Do I think the character is net stronger or net weaker than his previous iteration? I don't know. I really don't. Um, But I think that he is different than he was. I think he plays different. I think it takes a different mentality when playing him than the old Erlong. Mm -hmm. It's so much about spreading out your spot weakness debuff and making sure that you can... Damage reduce as many targets as possible, and and stay tanky in that way. And it's, it, I felt like it was a very rewarding and fun loop. And hopefully, our players feel uh, feel the same way.
2: Yeah, I think the gut reaction is he's going to be weaker because people are going to be used to knocking up and comboing a certain way. And I think that the more people play it, I think it's the same with uh, the new character, new god release. That I think the more that people play it, they'll realize its strength. Same with like i feel like we said this a lot historically in smite where <laughs> something gets released and the gut reaction is oh this is terrible and then it's like oh this is actually pretty good you know
1: arthur come to mind maybe with that
2: yeah Tiamat, you know just uh yeah just uh people oh yeah before i forget uh to that guy that liked erlong just pick up shiva uh they're kind of just similar kits Got uh of CC, you kind yeah. just knock people up and kill people And, uh, yeah, that character kind of goes Pogo in the jungle right now, so you can have fun with him.
1: You sure can. Um, You're going to be able to do a lot of work with a lot of different stuff, for sure. Um, Yeah, overall, I do think that, Erla. I will say last thing before we wrap it up because I'm missing so much of the Hawks game. Let's actually check the score live on the air so that I can be sad or elated right in front of you oh my god we're losing by 13 what's the point of even being
2: it's because you weren't watching i know
1: man we were in the league when i was watching (laughs) absolute (laughs) nonsense it's fine as long as we win both games we're
2: fine um wait is neil on that team huh is neil on that team neil ma
1: the oni warriors
2: yeah, the famous uh, come-from-behind, you know. Oh, right, yeah. Wow. Never out, Sorry, I know. was not there
1: to ready the yes Andrew, on that one. Yeah, uh, I
2: think you were still too angry over the score, that's fine.
1: No, 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 yeah, yeah, I was just, I'm, I, now I'm shook. Um, Erlong does play so differently, and in, in I think that the players who are going to try and play the same, the way that they did with old Erlong, aren't going to find as much success as the people who are just picking up Erlong for the first time and trying out all these things right um yep so that's like reading it in this way and see, like seeing i just want to use my spot weakness to spread out my damage reduction um you know I, and a lot of times in play tests i was like blink putting uh, blink ulting the back line and just uh, they're gonna beads it and i know they will So I don't waste my root on them. I don't try and turtle them or anything like that. I just auto them two or three times with my one active. And then I just turn and auto two or three times the character that's coming to peel them. And Mm -hmm. now all of a sudden I've reduced their damage by a lot. I've got a fat heal coming. I've got all this mitigation from my ultimate. And then when I need it, I've got a slow and knock up immune shield movement speed boost that's going to get me away. Um, Mm -hmm. And I felt very disruptive in that way. That is not how Erlong was played. It used to be blink, knock up, pin, they're dead. You know, you're one-shotting yep. people in the back line. It will not play like that, but it will play in its own type of unique playstyle. style. Um, so I'm hoping people are going to like it. We shall see.
2: Um, yeah i think just like we said with the earlier changes just give it a week you know just play if you're a solo main just play erlong if you're not a solo main just play erlong just see how it feels give obviously give aggro your feedback you know try to word it in a in a kind uh approachable way so he doesn't go off on you
1: i will not go off on you for feedback unless it is intentionally malicious that is the only time i would do it if it even if you're passionate and you're upset about something and you send me some feedback, mm-hmm. I'll understand. I promise I will. But if you're like recording one clip with no stacks of DR and no CCR, and then a second part of the <laughs> clip with CCR and full stacks of DR and trying to pretend like it's the same thing, uh, that will not make me very happy. And I won't it's... act, I won't, I won't send anything back.
2: Um, mm-hmm. But you'll talk about on the podcast. But I'll talk and about you on the podcast. That, and you'll know get it's Get those you. feelings out.
1: And you'll know it's you. Um... <laughs> Alright, time for our random question of the week. This one is provided, as I've said, feel free to message me random questions of the week uh, on Twitter. This one is provided by Top Knox. Uh, with the new god oh, release coming out, let's ask, if you were the god of something, what would you be the god of? Bananas. The god of bananas. Is there a god of bananas? Who are you competing with here?
2: The Ryzen skin.
1: That one Risen skin, that's right. Um, okay, here's one. Deity who is yellow and is this real? I don't know.
2: There's no way this is real. <laughs> there's no way there's an actual god of bananas.
1: I don't like this. Yeah, I'm not saying. Wait, I, I don't know what's going on here.
2: Okay, this might be a weird tangent. Didn't bananas like used to be different? I've heard that they're like, yes. engineered to look this way or something now.
1: Yes, that they're supposed that the banana that this banana that our bananas taste like actually went extinct a long time ago. Um, and we are just like making copies of that one type of banana. Really? That is interesting. That is the urban legend that I have read online that I have never verified its validity or not.
2: Um, Yeah. I just Googled bananas before current bananas. And I feel like I worded that more intelligently. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think
1: Google sometimes with the stuff that I Google and like word it that way, I don't think I think Google should disrespect me a little bit more at times. Yeah. Like if you say, if you type something dumb into Google, it should be like, try again. <laughs> like this is bad. This is a bad effort from you and I don't think that I should have to, to work off this. Like you fix your thing and I'll do your work. Like it should it should have a backbone. At
2: times. Yeah, the did you mean section is just insulting you. Yeah, now? exactly. It's
1: like, did you mean to be a normal human being? You absolutely, like, <laughs> it just starts going off <laughs> on you. That's good. All right. Maybe Ryan Reynolds has a connection at Google that, uh, that I can get that suggestion to. Um, I would be the god, I think, of overly invested opinions on small matters. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. That yeah. That would be mine. You know, you'd be able to pray to me about, dear, oh, great God of petty opinions, like, Mm. what, is it better to park on the left or the right side of the garage? And
2: then I would Mm.
1: deliver unto you a vision that's a good
2: question as well though
1: yeah it kind of is huh maybe that's our random question of the week next week it probably won't be because someone else will tweet a better one asked um <laughs> but it also all depends <laughs> it also all depends on where the door is in your garage into your house and which direction you are turning <laughs> out of your driveway you know those are two key factors in this and these are the types of visions i would deliver unto those who would uh who would send offerings to me you know, offerings of, like, factor 75 meals and things like that. Things that I like.
2: You sound like one of those, like, you know, on Reddit where they always ask, like, what's a really lame superpower <laughs> that's not actually lame? Uh-huh. That's what you're describing. Like, you're literally min-maxing your entire life for someone forever. You know, like, that's... Yeah, that, you're, but it's not
1: even min-maxing, right? It's like, why, you know, it's... because. It, it, that that makes it too important like i don't even want it to be that important like i want to be able to have a strong opinion over like mm-hmm. whether it's like what what presidential coin is the best presidential oh, okay. coin. you know like the less important it is the more i oh, like okay, gotcha. giving an in-depth opinion about it the lower the stakes the more invested i get um
2: so it is a bad superpower. It is a bad superpower.
1: But it is, in some ways, a superpower, I suppose. And I've never thought about it that way. But yeah.
2: No, it's not.
1: Thanks, Barrett. It's now I have a superpower. <laughs> 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 oh, My ego just got bigger. Joe would say it's impossible, but it's happened. Thanks for listening, everybody. Just, Thanks for watching. What were you going to say, Barry?
2: It's like there were complete opposites in our opinions. Like, I'm just Right, so mine are relaxed. good and, you're,
1: and yours are bad
2: exactly like I don't know why I just have such bad opinions all the time and your opinions are just so good and perfect all the time
1: I know that I have some unpopular opinions I think it's important to admit that yeah some of my opinions are unpopular Mm. like me saying that mayo doesn't improve anything is not a popular opinion and I recognize that in the grand scheme of things I'm probably wrong but Mm. to me I'm right and that's good enough for me (laughs) you said that with
2: such sly confidence bro yeah
1: joe often says that one of my greatest strengths is she'll like say something that i didn't do well or like something that i need to improve Mm -hmm. on and then i go i've heard this negative which never happens of course uh i go i've heard this negative thing that you've said about me but i'm going to interpret it as this other positive thing like she'll be like you know you always wait until the last minute to get things done they'll get done but like we have to stress about it getting done at the last minute and i go yeah i do kind of work well under pressure huh you know like <laughs> something like that that's obviously a very exaggerated scenario but i am very good at pulling out the technically correct compliments in a in a slight um
2: I mean, man I am i just like
1: thing. i'm just like talking about how great i am the end of this podcast i hate
2: this i don't like it at all i mean uh i thought this would kind of be your thing i thought that this was kind of your element well,
1: that's what people think but it is, you know i just try and look at it from a realistic that's even worse no i don't know what i'm trying to say that's even worse uh what, look, what's going on why are we still in this podcast bear the hawks are playing man
2: I don't know, man. I thought I thought you were gonna close it, and then you oh, didn't they're close only it. down ten.
1: Okay, they're only down ten. That's good. That's good for us. Yeah. AJ says I'm the god of humbleness. Not only am I very humble, AJ, but I'm also not gonna. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I forgot the what. Oh, the, I always use that. Uh, oh, I'm also very modest. Not only am I known oh. for my how my modesty, but I'm also known for how humble I am. I love I love doing that. I think that's so true <laughs> um thanks for listening everybody make sure you're checking out mint mobile again mintmobilecom slash backliners if you want to get premium wireless service for just 15 bucks a month and our newest sponsor factor 75 meals it's a great way to get lunch i've been using it and i really really love it and you go to go.factor75 the numbers 75.com and use code backliners 120 to get 120 off uh your order which i hope you will enjoy i know you will because i enjoyed it very much Thanks, everyone, for listening and so watching. Give us a rating, all that kind of stuff. Barra, please save me from talking anymore.
2: Bye. Oh, thank goodness. I dragged that one out a little bit. had to give you some more gusto, because, uh... <laughs> Is it gusto or gusto? <laughs>